Welcome to another exciting podcast. Um, you know, the days are actually going. This is day 6 of 30. 
if we should divide our journey into five, we are one fifth through. So that is um, exciting to know that we are abiding in God's presence. Um, so for today's podcast, oh, first of all, I hope you had a good day. I hope if you are listening to this in the morning, I hope you didn't have weird dreams. <laughs> um, I had an interesting day. I think um, all the build up from from the years are like from the 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 whole year. It's like getting to me now. So I need. I badly need a holiday. <laughs> But apart from that, um, I think I've had an interesting day that one day I'll share, not today. I hope that you're reading your scriptures. Um, Today we are on Exodus 30 and 31, so chapter 30 and chapter 31. Like I encouraged you the last time, um, you can always use like... um, the easy to read versions if whichever you know makes more sense to you please focus on that and read that if you need some recommendations on bible apps do let me know as well the title for today's devotional was our soul the holy place so yesterday we had spoken about um our body being the outer court and today we are speaking to our soul being the holy place so when you move from the outer court you move into you know the inner court which is the holy place before you move into the holies of holies right they say that our soul represents the holy place um so when you leave the outer court you must first pass through the first veil or curtain and this represents Christ's resurrection. You remember in the Bible where it says that when Christ died, the veil was parted. And we now have direct access to the Father. So that curtain was torn apart. It says it represents Christ's resurrection. When we pass through that veil, we pass into an area that has been opened to us by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. That is how come now our souls can be saved by the dying of Christ on the cross amen so it says that it typifies in a sense our identification with christ in resurrection amen um then it goes to say that um there are three main objects when you enter the inner court which is the holy place the first object is the table of bread the second is the lampstand and then the third is the golden altar of incense um, and these are all uh, things that we should have in our soul. Amen. I'll explain to you why. The first is the table of bread. Um, so you realize that um, in scripture, bread represents strength. Like when Jesus says he's the, the bread of life, you know, like it represents, you know, energy and strength. Um, and it's saying that um, doing the will of God because jesus is the word right the word is the bread so doing the will of god gives us some strength it gives you some when you come before god it gives you some energy some boldness because i mean it's not like you're perfect but you are aspiring to do the will of god you know that that's some strength that you receive when you come before the presence of god and so the 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 devotional today is encouraging us you know to to 
seek the will of God in our lives. It's not like you, I mean, if it happens that you are obeying the scripture, then fine. But passionately and intentionally seek to do the will of God. Because when you read the Bible, there are so many things that God purposely indicates that this is for those who do his will. You know, we can all get to the heaven, but there will be levels. Yeah. There will be gnashing of teeth in some places. There will be, you know, there are levels to it. And so you want to desire to do the will of God so you can, you know, bask in his glory when um, he calls us home. Amen. The second thing that you can find in the inner court or the holy place is the candlestick. You know, like when you, if you watch lots of, um, these mystical movies you see like it's a candle seven candles but it has one branch or the one base so like a candlestick with multiple um holds so seven of them and it's talking about the fact that the lampstand was illuminated by olive oil which represents that our human mind and understanding which is what is linked to our soul should be illuminated by the holy spirit amen olive oil always represents anointing which is the holy spirit so you I mean, don't just be wise and get like how the bible talks about the fact that the wisdom of this earth is like it's like it can't even be compared to the foolishness of god you want to pray that your intellect your mind should not um be against the wisdom of god amen there are people on this earth who have degrees i mean more than the thermometer but you realize that they are in direct opposite to the wisdom of god they do things just the way they want to do it that is more more likely contradictory to the will of god or the wisdom of god so yeah, we are praying i mean so it's not just about being smart and being intelligent i mean there's some people who are very intelligent that are atheists you know so it's not just about being that intelligent but one that has been illuminated by the holy spirit that whatever wisdom you boast of it's not in degrees but it's in the wisdom that comes from knowing god growing with god experiencing god and these are things that we need as our soul needs in our act of worship to God. Amen. And then it also talks about the fact that apart from the lampstand and the bread, there's also, um, uh, okay, no, he was saying that the lampstand is made from beaten gold, not pure gold. Like beaten gold is the gold that they have hammered it and they have shaped it. Like it has gone through a process to look the way it is. And so it's talking about our experiences, our intellect being a journey that we have to go on. You don't just wake up like you are born again and then you know everything about God and your spiritual. It is a journey. You go to trials. You go to temptation. You know, your your shape will be, your, your faith will be shaped by these experiences that you are having in life. And they are guiding you closer and closer to God and making you wiser and wiser. And also... It involves, you know, overcoming, casting down every argument and everything that raises itself against God. That you hear this, you you, you know, you're in, in, in our world today where the things that have to do with God are not so popular. You can hear it and know that, no, these thoughts are not from God. Or you can, a voice can speak to you and you can know that, nah, this is not God. I mean, <clears throat> this is not God speaking to me. I need to cast down these thoughts. Um, these are all journeys that shaping the lampstand of our of of our soul. Amen. And so, 
it's something also to desire apart from doing the will of god which is the bread you are also seeking that through the holy spirit and through um your walk with god your your wisdom is increased that you are shaping that you don't keep running away from trials and temptations but rather when they happen you learn from them you gain that experience to grow and attain that level of spiritual maturity the bible talks about um the part where it was saying that you that you're supposed to be eating breaking bones and things you are still feeding on spiritual milk it's time for you to grow it's time for you to move to the next step it's time for you to be shaped you know to have the lampstand shaped from beaten gold that when you speak i mean we can hear that now nah, this person is illuminated by the holy spirit amen amen um then the last thing is the golden altar of incense i hope and um, those of you who are especially familiar with the catholic church you know what an incense is that thing that has that fragrance and they burn it um during mass so that that was one other item that was in the um, holy place right um and it says that the final art item within the holy place, which is the golden altar of incense, was the tallest item in the room. It was two cubits high, while everything else was one and a half cubits high. It had horns on top at each corner of the altar. Between the horns, a fire burned, but no sacrificial animal was burning in this flame. The only item placed in this fire was the special incense created from a certain formula that was unlawful to ever be copied or used in any other situation but on that one golden altar in other words the altar of incense represents the place of worship in the life of the believer there's a worship we give to god that we must never offer to any other so that altar had incense that no other i mean no other person knew how it was formulated it was a special kind of incense and it talks about a special kind of worship a special kind of reverence a special kind of attitude that we must have for god that we have for no other person amen sometimes in our generation especially that we are so vocal we have lost that thing you know i come from a catholic background and so when it comes to worship, even though I'm no longer in the Catholic Church, there's this reverence that I give God because of that upbringing. You know, it, <laughs> I mean, God will not punish you if you don't do it, but it, there's this reverence that God deserves that we are gradually losing in our charismatic circles. People worship God anyhow, they talk anyhow, and they're in the mood, they rant anyhow, with the excuse of it's my father. But there's a place for that, and there's a place for reverence that god deserves as our god amen that kind of worship and it's not only when you're on your knees worshiping but that reverence you give even when you mention his name as he speaks against using his name in vain because of how powerful it is you give him that reverence when you think about him you give him that reverence when you meditate on him you give him that reverence and i pray that even as our, our soul is being transformed into that inner place, we shall have that reverence for God in our worship that we can give no other person, that no other person deserves but our Lord and our God. Amen. And so moving on to the prayer points, um, 
the first one is to pray and ask God to help our soul. Ask Him to help us to subject our thoughts, our emotions, and our will to Him. Amen. Because as the Bible says, our, our, our carnal mind is always at war with our spiritual mind. And we need the power of God to bring it onto subjection, onto His will, and onto His spirit. And so we are praying that God help my soul. Help me to subject my thoughts. Help me to subject my emotions and my will to him. Lord, we pray, oh God. Thank you for your word. Father, we are praying that we may subject everything that is carnal in our soul unto you, oh God. That we may be spirit beings living according to the directions and passions of your spirit and not according to our will and emotions, oh God. Today we have come before you asking for grace, Lord, to help us to subject our thoughts, our emotions, and our will to, to you. Today we declare that our thoughts, our emotions, and our will are subject unto your name, oh God. Unto your name, oh God. We lay them at your feet, oh God. We pray that totally surrendered is our soul, our emotions, our passions, O God. Lord, we pray and subject all these unto your will, O God, under your feet, O God, as we take on the, 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 the man that you desire in Christ in us, O God. We take on that emotion. We take on that will. We pray against every form of carnality that stands against your word, your plans, and your purposes for our lives, O oh God. Anything that contradicts, O oh God, the move of your spirit in our being, in our soul, O oh God. We, subj- we subject them today, O oh God, to you in the name of Jesus. Father, take control of our emotions, our will, and have your way, O oh God. Today we've come before you seeking to be refined like the gold in the lampstand, to be refined through our experiences, O oh God. That whatever it is that we have passed through in life, we shall not pass through it and, and still be the same. But, oh God, we shall be refined thoroughly, oh God, to be pleasing in your sight. We pray that as the Holy Spirit lights up the lampstands in the inner place, he shall light up our intellect, oh God, that when we speak, we speak. Speak of the wisdom of God, not of man, not of nature, not of things that are perishable, but the wisdom that comes from you and you alone, O God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Amen. The next one, which is the second and the last prayer point, is um, confess your struggles to God, your thoughts and emotions that displease God, your inner struggles with anything that defiles the holiness of your soul. Ask God to have mercy and cleanse you from it all. Amen. We are praying and asking the good Lord to help us in our struggles. You know your emotions. You know your struggles. So for this prayer point, you are praying it on your own. But I want you to pray and be open to God. You know, (laughs) no matter how smart we want to be about it god knows everything that happens now like our struggles everything so there's really not much to hide from him if you think about it 
so i needed to come clean with him on your struggles your thoughts the thing that you know that mm, this thing i'm doing it's not right but you're struggling with your praying and asking the lord help me oh god help me help me help me the thing that are contradictory to someone who is a living tabernacle help me oh god help me jesus help me oh god help me oh god help me oh god help me oh god you're praying and being open to him about your struggle because you know it best i do not know it for you but god knows it too and so you are opening up to him and asking him to help you amen amen thank you so much for coming um have a lovely weekend we have our prayer meeting tomorrow um same time 7 p.m gmt please make the effort to be there if you can um i'd love to see you all present and yeah stay blessed amen